No matter how busy you ever got, you always found time for me. And I can't believe I'm never gonna speak to you again. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother... What is this, Danny? I found it. the strange harbors podcast a weekly discussion of film television and pop culture my name is jeff zhang and tonight i'm joined by amir Toure and Derek wong so tonight we are reviewing the fifth film in the evil dead franchise lee cronin's evil dead rise which stars Alyssa sutherland lily sullivan morgan davies gabriel eccles and nell fisher it is the follow-up but not a sequel to fetty alvarez's 2013 reboot which was simply titled Evil Dead. I'm actually really excited to talk about this franchise and this movie in particular. A big fan of the series, really love Sam Raimi's trilogy, which spans from 1981 all the way to 1993 with the first three movies and the reboot as well. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on what your experiences are with the Evil Dead franchise. Yeah, I've seen them all. I just did a rewatch recently in preparation for this. And the nice thing about this rewatch is that all these movies are really short. They're all under two hours. Maybe they're not all under 90 minutes, but they're all kind of close to 90 minutes. I think the longest one is probably the 2013 Evil Dead, which is just over 90 minutes. It's 92 minutes, so just barely. And the others are all pretty short. I think Army of Darkness is 88 minutes. That's funny. I always remember Army of Darkness being longer just because it's a medieval time travel epic, you know? These are all movies kind of from a different era when movies didn't have to be two or three hours long. They go really quickly. They don't overstay their welcome. And I had a good time going back and watching all these. I think if you guys remember when we talked about 
Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We talked a little bit about Sam Raimi and his career. And I had confessed that I had not watched any of the Evil Dead movies before that. And it's still true before this. This is actually my first Evil Dead movie. And unfortunately, I wanted to, but I got super busy this last week uh, with life and work. And so I was only able to watch the 2013 Evil Dead. From what you said, Jeff, from what other people said, like that one is probably the closest to this one that we watched for this podcast. So if we're going to do rankings, I'm going to have a very short list. But then also, like, I don't really have the frame of reference, which I think potentially could help or potentially could hurt, you know, my interest for this movie. That is such a weird experience to have with the Evil Dead <laughs> movies. The two movies that are, like, the furthest from the flavor of the Sam Raimi movies. Have you seen Drag Me to Hell? No, I haven't. All right, you haven't seen that either. So I guess, I don't know, maybe the fleeting glimpses of his flavor that we saw in Multiverse of Madness would give you a taste of what that's like. But even then, not really. I don't think so. Yeah, not Mm -hmm. really. Yeah, the first three Evil Dead movies, including Army of Darkness, are just something else entirely. There's like the slapstick humor you're missing out of the whole bruce campbell experience i am yes i think if you haven't seen evil dead you probably don't know bruce campbell because that is his main claim to fame that's his claim to fame i don't think he's done anything bigger than that i don't know if he's done anything bigger than that but i do recognize who bruce campbell is and like i know he is gash from evil dead i mean i think he was on burn notice for a long time that might be the other thing that people know him for he was Uh like a main character in that right yeah for like many years but if you don't know him from Burn Notice or the Evil Dead movies, you probably just don't know who Bruce Campbell was. Uh, maybe Bubba Hotep, where he played Elvis. Uh, I feel like people are going to know <laughs> Bubba Hotep. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. What's his character from um, Doctor Strange? Is that Mr. Papa, whatever? Uh, Pizza Papa. Yeah. Pizza Papa, yeah, there you go. Iconic. Yeah, I mean, I love all of these movies. Rewatching them in succession is kind of an odd experience, just because... The jump from one and two, where it's not really a remake, it's not really a sequel. I guess it's a sequel, right? Two is a sequel to it's one. It's a requel. It's a requel, where they recap the first movie in a different way within the first like 20 minutes of the movie of Evil Dead 2. So Evil Dead was a big hit. And then his follow-up, Sam Raimi, wanted to up the budget, make the movie that he always wanted with Evil Dead. So he made it kind of like a half sequel, but then the first 20 minutes is like a recap of the first movie, but it's only Ash and his girlfriend and all the other characters in the cabin are missing, they're gone. I think that's just for like budgetary reasons so that they could move on to the main story of the second movie. And then two really leans into like the comedy horror aspect where one didn't really have as much of that as I think most people might misremember it as having, you know? I think 2 and Army of Darkness really lean into like the vaudeville-esque horror comedy, which the series has been really known for, at least until 2013. (laughs) Yeah, it's very, I don't know, Bugs Bunny, itchy and scratchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The slapstick is such a huge component of those films. Yeah. That's an aspect that I miss in these more recent ones. Yeah, for sure. But the more recent ones are not without their charms, because I do like them a lot, too. They're straight-up horror Yeah, they're straight-up horror movies. And they're great for that. There's a lot of horrific stuff that'll make you cringe in these movies. 
but I just don't like them as much. I, I miss the comedy. <laughs> uh, that was going to be my question to both of you. And I guess, Amir, that's kind of your answer. I've kind of heard this from like other Evil Dead fans is that the 2013 and this one a little bit is kind of a departure from, you know, the Sam Raimi Evil Dead. Do you have love for both, I guess, sides of it? I do. I do really like both sides of it. What I like about Rise is that it kind of splits the difference between the two. A little bit. it is funnier than 2013. Yes, it is funnier than 2013, mm-hmm. and because of that, I liked it better than 2013. Oh, okay, interesting. I think 2013 is really great from a horror perspective. I just plain didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the mm. funny movies. But like from a horror movie perspective... There's some really gruesome shit. 2013 is really good. If you're a horror person, 2013 is your movie. That's why I like 2013 a lot. Just because, like, if you're rebooting a series, I think the 2013 movie, the Fetty Alvarez's movie, is really what you want to do. Recontextualize the series, depart from the Sam Raimi style, and, like, do your own thing. And really competent horror direction, too, in in 2013. Like, he Mm -hmm. gets it all right, I think. It's nasty. It is. The cold open is one of the best I've ever seen, I think, out of a horror movie. Yeah, it's insane. They pull the rug from under you where, like, you know, there's a scared girl in the forest, and then these fucked up looking hillbilly people kidnap her. And they chain her up and they're about to burn her at the stake. But it turns out she's the one who's possessed and, like, her dad has to kill her. It's fucking insane. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the best yeah, that's just great. too. Yeah, I mean, 2013 is great for horror reasons. A lot of gruesome, gory stuff in that one. I just finished watching that one. It's kind of rough. It's so horrific. Like, there's yeah. a lot of... Yeah, it's kind of hard to watch Oof. in some places. It can be a lot. I think Rise has like some it, of it that. It felt longer than 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Is 2013 90 minutes too? It's only 90 minutes? Something like that. It's also yeah. pretty short. It's pretty much exactly 90 minutes. I think it goes above and beyond Rise in terms of the gore. Just like cutting open the faces, the arm getting pinned under the car. Yeah. The, nail the arm gun. under the car isn't even that bad. It's the it's nail gun. That, bad. Yeah. Um, that guy's hand getting split open by the crowbar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so much. The girl that cuts her own arm off. Yeah, and just like kitchen falls yeah. off. Yeah. Oh my god. There's so much in that movie. It is absolutely insane. The self-mutilation in the bathroom and then yeah, bludgeoning the her with a piece glass. of the toilet. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, this movie's rough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I think we're focusing a little too much on the 2013 Evil Dead. Maybe we should get to the actual movie. Well, okay. So wait. So before we do that, last thing, last thing. Jeff, what's your rating of these movies? My ranking? You want me yeah, to- your ranking of these movies. Yeah, rank Ooh, these movies Okay. First. All right. So I actually just posted my ranking today on Letterboxd for, just as an admission, I actually have never seen- Ash versus Evil Dead, the series. Me neither. I actually haven't seen it either. Yeah, that's like my blind spot. I haven't seen it. I hear good things about it, so I do want to watch that at some point, but I just haven't seen that series, so I can't tell you anything about it. But in terms of the movies, one, Evil Dead 2, two, Evil Dead, three, The Evil Dead, (laughs) the original, four is Evil Dead Rise, and then five is Army of Darkness. But this is barely a ranking because I love all of them. Wait, wait, sorry. Where's the 2013 one? He's number second. one. Oh, two. Sorry. That's just After second. Evil Dead 2. Okay. Number yeah. two. Evil Dead 2, Evil Dead, The Evil Dead, Evil Dead Rise, and then Army of Darkness. That's my ranking. What about you, Amir? 
I didn't make my ranking before, so let's see if I can do this uh, on the fly. I agree with Evil Dead 2 being the best. It being just best, has yeah. that perfect mix of the slapstick humor and the horror. Evil Dead 2 is fucking rules. Yeah. After that, it's probably either Army or Evil Dead. It's probably Army of Darkness, actually. Mm-hmm. It's probably Army, Evil Dead 1, Rise, and then probably Evil Dead 2013 in last place. Just because it was like rough. Like it was too heavy on the horror elements for me, for okay. my taste. For what it is, it's great. And I get why people love that one. It's excellent. It's just not to my taste. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. is also, like you said, barely a ranking. Like they're all pretty close together. Yeah. And I, I think if you like this sort of thing, you'll like them all basically. But for me, I put sort of the more comedy tinged ones a half step above the more horror based ones. Like for me, Honestly, it'll sound fucked up. This is going to be sacrilegious, but better than all these movies to me is Drag Me to Hell. Dude, Drag Me to Hell is so good. It's so fucking good. I loved good. that movie, and I had a great in-theater experience watching it, too, with a bunch of friends, actually including yeah, Jeff. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, Drag Me to Hell, I think, hits that perfect combination of horror and comedy. It's really funny and really gross. Absolutely love Drag Me to Hell. I think it perfects that Evil Dead 2 formula. You know what it is? Because there hasn't been, like... A modern Sam Raimi Evil Dead and Drag Me to Hell is the closest to that. You know what I mean? Exactly. It brings those modern sensibilities with his like horror slapstick that he's perfected over the course of three Evil Dead movies, you know? Yeah, it's so fucking good. Yeah, that one rules. Love, love, love that. It's basically an Evil Dead movie. It kind of is, right? <laughs> it kind of is, right? Yeah. It's not like Deadites and stuff, but you know what I mean, the flavor. So anyway, Derek, it's got to be so weird just to watch the <laughs> reboot and rise. That's got to be so weird. I have no context, right? Once you watch the first three, you're going to be like, that was a weird experience for me. I know it doesn't <laughs> feel like that yeah. way right now, but... I have no context, and I don't have a real ranking in the sense that, like, it's one or the other right now for me. And I think it'll become clear which one I like more once we start talking about rise. Okay. It is interesting to kind of see your guys' different takes Clearly, Amir, you like the comedy aspect of the Evil Dead franchise more. So you had those kind of rise to the top. I guess no pun intended there. <laughs> uh, interested to hear what you like and what you didn't like about our movie today, right? Evil Dead Rise. I saw this movie at South by Southwest at its premiere. And the crowd was electric. It was so fucking rowdy. And I said this earlier today, but if they do a oscar for title card this movie should be its first winner <laughs> that title card drop is just so fucking good people yeah. were on their feet in the theater at south by really? southwest it was so fucking rowdy it was so great oh that's and cool i want to say the second time i saw it which was a couple days ago i brought ashley and a bunch of my friends to go see it first theater experience in a while that was actually pretty good. Nice. <laughs> As opposed to John right. Wick and uh, Dungeons and people Dragons. People high-fiving each other. Fucking crickets, you know? Yeah, people were hooting, people were hollering. My friend Eugene said he was going to throw up in the middle of the movie. <laughs> people cheering at the title card again. It was great. I never asked you this. Is Ashley typically good with horror or like gore? She doesn't like horror movies that much, but she's not grossed out by them. She's like, okay, mm. this is all fake. It looks too fake to be, like, really affecting okay. me in any way. But I think she had a fun time with this one. I love this movie. I know I ranked this second to last, mm -hmm. but 
like I said, it's barely a ranking for me. I love all of them. And I gotta say, probably the best Deadite in the entire mm. franchise with Alyssa Sutherland. Ooh. She's really fucking good. I think she really brings it as... She probably has the most personality, right? Yeah, she has the A most personality. A lot of them don't talk for most of the movie. They're pretty quiet, and they're just, like, kind of evil and trying to kill you. She does a lot of taunting and stuff, which they do do, even from yeah. that very first season <laughs> Dead One movie. The Deadites are assholes. Yeah, they're, they're assholes. real dickheads. They're very mean. They say very unkind, unpleasant things. They're always, like, maniacally laughing at your yeah, pain. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, dude, they're such assholes. <laughs> yeah. Jane Levy's Mia is pretty good, too, though. Get me but... Yeah, yeah. But Alyssa Sutherland's on another level because she's like, I'm finally free <laughs> from you titty sucking parasites or whatever. It's fucking great. <laughs> she's so fucking good. I'm free now. Free from all you titty sucking parasites. <laughs> yeah, this one's got like some cheeky humor in it too. More slapsticky than the 2013 one. It is, and it borrows a bunch of stuff directly from the earlier movies. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the eyeball swallowing scene in the uh, in the hallway is directly from Evil Dead too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mom singing a lullaby thing mm-hmm. is also, I think, directly from Evil Dead too. Yeah, I think the bracelet had like a little looking glass charm on it, which is also a reference to the, the necklace Evil from Evil Dead. Dead too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even, like, the floating before the title card in this one. Like, the floating above the water. Uh-huh. You see that in Evil Dead 2 for the first time, too. Someone just floating like that. Yeah. With their feet kind of in point. Like, there's a lot of direct, direct bits taken, taken from the earlier movies, which I appreciate. Yeah. Well, Amir, what did you think of the movie? I enjoyed it, but it's weird because I didn't see it with the context mm. of having recently seen the other Evil Dead movies. So, oh, so you really saw f- this first, and then you I went saw this, back and then and I went back and kind of. Well, I think I saw one and two, and then I saw this, and then oh, I watched okay. Army and Thirteen. Okay, it did feel like, yeah, I guess like you're saying, Jeff, a, a hybrid of the 2013 and the earlier approaches uh, in terms mm-hmm. of the balance between the humor and the horror. I think that they always do a good job of having a good setup in these movies. Like in 2013, it's the uh, like the forced detox. Mia's first detox or whatever the intervention. Yeah. I gotta say, I think Ryza's the worst one. I think there's um, a lot of finicky finagling to get everything in place. Yeah, I have that same criticism. Oh, yeah. really? I like the earthquake. I was like, okay, it makes sense that like cell towers are down, powers down. Because it's a modern movie, like, you know, you can't do a horror movie like before because everyone has a fucking cell phone. So you can't get lost, you can't be not contactable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do do that effectively in this movie, which I thought was good. What did you guys like about that setup? I actually kind of liked it. I thought the earthquake was kind of clunky, but the main thing it's was California. That the... Yeah, but I don't know. It's just conveniently revealing the Necronomicon. But I want to say that the frame story is pretty clunky with the cabin excursion. Oh, in before the, the title card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just to show that, you know... The curse never ends. Mm-hmm. It's like barely yeah. related. It's like tangentially. Even though it rips, I really do like the cold open at the cabin, but it's barely related to the main story. 
I think this one is like the slowest to get going. But once it does, yeah, there's a lot of lot. You're very right. Like there's a lot of build up in a way the other movies yeah. didn't really have so much. Maybe one, maybe Evil Dead One had a similar amount of build up, but it does really take a while to get going. Yeah, you really learn about the characters like a lot more than you do in any of the other ones. Yeah, so I guess I'll just give my general thoughts of this movie. I'm kind of landing on the side of, I don't think I really like this movie. (laughs) I think it's just okay. I think you've kind of already mentioned a lot of my critiques. It's kind of a clunky story. I don't really care about these characters. Like I end up not really caring about most of them. They bring up this like major pregnancy thing. That's the reason why her sister comes back. That doesn't really go anywhere. The bookends, I think, Jeff, you're right. Like they don't really add any kind of layers to the story but i do agree like cold open is pretty cool and like it does give us like one of the best title cards i've ever seen in a movie it's pretty sick i think i went into this movie expecting more gore for it to go harder and it's interesting that when i went back and watched a 2013 one that's kind of what i was expecting going into the movie and ultimately i liked that one more because of that because I remember like the kills and the scenes from that more than I actually kind of remember from this movie. I think it, this movie in comparison is a little tame. It absolutely is. Um, I agree with you completely. And as I'm like sitting here thinking about it, as much as I put that Evil Dead 2013 on the bottom of my like ranking, quote unquote, it does have the most gruesome stuff that does yeah. stay with you. I'm still thinking about the kills in that movie. <laughs> yeah. It is really hardcore. That's definitely the most hardcore one, if that's what you want. That is interesting. I mean, I go into these movies with a different mindset, I feel, than <laughs> probably <laughs> you, Derek. I think just give me the deadites, give me the fun gore and the bloodletting and all the fun evil dead stuff. I can forgive a lot, you know? It's not about that stuff, right? It's not really about yeah. the plot or like the connection to the characters. Although, if you didn't feel connected to these characters, I think you'll be hard pressed to be connected to any of the characters in any of the other movies. Because I think these have the most buildup of any of them. Yeah, I mean, I kind of care more about... All right, I think I care about Jane Levy's Mia more than any of the characters here. I was going to bring her up, yeah. But I barely remember, like, any of the ancillary characters in the 2013 one. They're just, like, a blur to me. You know what I mean? I remember them for how they die, (laughs) you know? But I think I actually care about the characters in Rise in general more. And... I like that they are willing to kill the kids in this one, too. Yeah, yeah. because they're, like, young adults. You're, like, allowed to yeah, kill them, yeah. right? <laughs> You're like, allowed we, to like, kill them. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> we all knew they weren't going to kill the littlest kid, right? Like, that would have yeah, been really yeah, fucked yeah. up. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I'm glad that they went there. Yeah, I think I would agree with your assessment, though. Like, at least for me, when I watched the 2013 one like felt really easy for me to latch on to some of those characters especially like it's this group of friends that are coming together for a purpose Mm -hmm. jane levy's character is a drug addict and she needs to go cold turkey to try to fight her addiction and it kind of helps them make more sense when her friends are like you know not suspect this is some evil books doing rather than like she's just having a bad reaction going to cold turkey you kind of understand like maybe her friends like don't understand exactly what's going on But here it's just, I mean, I guess they have the convenient, oh, the stairs are knocked out and the elevator's knocked out, so like they can't escape anyway. But I was going to ask you guys this question because I think you guys are more familiar. Like, what did you guys think of it 
being set in an apartment versus being in a cabin, you know, when it's normally set in a cabin, like the cabin is a more iconic evil dead thing. It absolutely is. Like I said, I liked it. Maybe I'm the only idiot who was like, oh, I kind of like this setup, but I thought it was cool. Mm -hmm. Like the earthquake made it an effective isolation. Like the earthquake plus the fact that it's demonic possessions. The building itself is evil, right? I don't think you have to be like, oh, like an earthquake wouldn't have sheared off the stairs and the elevator. Like that's not how science works. Like, okay, but it's a movie about demonic possession. Yeah. The building is evil. It's trying to keep them there. Like, we can roll with it. I liked it. I don't know. What did you think, Jeff? I liked it. I think the setting is great. I like the urban environment rather than, you know, the other four movies or yeah. three movies of Cabin in the Woods. It's you a know, nice not... mix-up, and there's no vents to crawl through in a cabin, so that's... Yeah. I mean, even Army <laughs> of Darkness has a Cabin in the Woods scene, you know. That's right. There the is. Cabin yeah, and yeah, the... yeah. The evil doppelgangers fighting the doppelgangers. Yeah, yeah, that's a great fucking scene from Army of Darkness. And even in this one, they got a way to like call back to the other Evil Dead movies. You know, the elevator wires are like the tree demons and the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. really cool. I think it even opens up on the Sam Raimi drone shot, the zooming. Yeah, through yeah, the, the zooming drone. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, zooming yeah. evil the zooming dead spirit drone, drone thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they do it when Ellie gets possessed when she's in the elevator. I think that's just fucking great. Yeah, I think Alyssa Sutherland is just fantastic as, you know, she calls herself Maggot Mommy, which I think is very, very funny. Mm -hmm. All right, I think once you watch 2013, you're like, okay, this one's a little tame compared to it. But this one's no slouch either. So, like, if you're, like, kind of squeamish on the gore, this one's got some nasty things in it, too. The cheese grater. Yeah. The cheese grater is very much like the pencils in the first one. Yeah. So the cheese grater is like central to the movie's marketing now. It's so fucking funny. At the premiere of the movie at South by Southwest, at the end of the movie, they handed out little plastic cheese graters. And like, <laughs> they handed out like red sour punch straws. So it's like the cheese grating the flesh is pretty funny. <laughs> wow. Pretty cute little party favors after the screening on that. That's funny. I don't know. Some of the other stuff was even more gross than the cheese grater thing. I thought. Like, eating the glass was nasty. Yeah, that was excellent. <laughs> yeah, that was really hard. Yeah, I liked Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check off Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, check off Stephanie, Definitely yes. check off Stephanie. So, like, the youngest kid, she has this little toy called Stephanie. It's like this doll head that she puts on, like, this stick. And then early on, the stick gets broken into, like, this sharp, pointy end. And, you know, by halfway through the movie, you know that thing's going to be used somehow, you know? It's a fun time. Yeah. I did like the conceit of, and I'm guessing like it's a little different than the other movies because probably every movie they have to open the book and they have to read the words, right? And Uh then someone gets possessed. I like that this one was like a recording of somebody else reading it. He can't stop it. It's kind of of his doing, but not of his doing. It gets away from the idea like, oh, it's someone reading it. You know, the character that opens the book reads it, but it's like he's playing this recording that's reading it and then it still does the possession. I thought that was pretty clever. I, I, I like that. And the book itself looks really cool. It yeah. does. With like, the teeth off to yeah, the side of yeah, it. Yeah. I thought it was a really cool design for this book. Yeah, I agree. Just by looking at that book, I wouldn't fucking open that thing. I mean. <laughs> I know, right? Dude, <laughs> yeah. People are ridiculous with the things they want to open and read from and just mind your business. Damn. <laughs> yeah. like, the worst is probably 2013. Yeah, the guy's like etching it. He has to actually put a lot of effort yeah, into actually so reading these much words. Because <laughs> I don't think that happens in like – Evil Dead 1 and 2, right, Jeff? 
No, I don't think so. No, like, nothing, oh, so they don't read words. Nothing quite like 2013, I don't think. Actually, it's a little bit like this most recent one. It's not a record, but it's like a tape player. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not actually someone reading the words. It's actually they play like a tape recording in one. Oh, oh okay. So it's almost like a little It's very similar, yeah. A little bit. Oh, okay. And I think 1, 2, and Evil Dead all kind of go off of that. Yeah, oh, I see. So 13 was actually the one that's a little different. Yeah, 13 is a little different with him just like deciding like, hey, let me just read this demonic shit. And conveniently knowing the language to yeah, read it too. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? yeah. you guys ever see Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. Yep. I love that movie. Marty's character is like, I'm urging you, do not read the Latin or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so just being a neophyte to these kind of movies. Okay, they're called deadites, right? Mm-hmm. The demons that possess the humans. Yeah. Are those separate deadites that have possessed the mother and the children in this movie? Or is it just one deadite? I think they just become deadites through this malevolent spirit that is inhabiting this apartment building, right? And they each Mm -hmm. become their own deadite. And I guess they have like a hive mind, which I think is really, really fucking cool at the end of the movie when um, Ellie and the two kids... They become like the fucking Voltron Deadite, which I thought was really yeah, fucking cool. Yeah. That's a new bit. We haven't had that yet. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. cool. It's fucking cool. Yeah, I like that. And, and the ending is very like Terminator, right? Yeah. It's also really funny that you guys brought up Multiverse of Madness. You know, there are some kind of Sam Raimi flares. And like, it's interesting watching this movie, this movie and the 2013 movie, and them trying to like replicate what I think are like those Sam Raimi flares. And then I don't know if it really works in both this movie and the 2013 movie. I think those sometimes take me out of the movie because then I feel like, oh, they're just trying to do this to mimic Sam Raimi. Well, I think it's actually very well done in this one where it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel it's trying to mimic. It's, you know, paying homage and it blends seamlessly into the style of the movie uh, where 2013 is basically like a full departure from the Sam Raimi flavor like at all it is really dark and gross other than like the taunting deadites and stuff it's way more serious I mean the characters themselves are more serious than any of the characters in the original Evil Dead movies it is still kind of funny in its own way but it's not like Sam Raimi at all Okay. And I'll go back to something that you said, Jeff, the goal to like actually kill off some of the kids. I thought that's what the rest of the other apartment people were there for, was like they would all die and then like the family would live. Mm -hmm. I did find it a nice surprise that, you know, they're willing to kill off at least two of the kids. What do you think was the best scare in the movie? Not like gross out wise, but like, you know, maybe a jump scare or something where people in the audience were like, oh shit. You know? I don't know. I can't even remember any that really, yeah, stood out to me. Maybe the cold open drone kill? Yeah, the drone kill. I just like the cold open in general, even though it's very tangential to the actual movie. Mm-hmm. The scalping. I fucking love the scalping. Oof, yeah. I think that's the moment in the movie when people are like, okay, this shit is fucking serious. <laughs> <laughs> the cold open is really well done. Whoever the, the girl in the cold open is, she's like reading Wuthering Heights and then Jessica, who's the deadite in the cold open, she's like reading a long psychic reading or whatever. I thought yes. that was oh, really yeah. that, that was pretty really cool. well done. That's actually from Evil Dead One that happens in the first one. 
Yes, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Cheryl, Ash's sister, um, starts to develop like ESP or something as she's being possessed at first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotta ask. I feel like a a really iconic thing to Evil Dead is the use of the chainsaw, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah. What did you guys think of the use of the chainsaw in this movie? Pretty good. Yeah, pretty (laughs) good chainsawing. Like, not stand out, but also just solid. I wasn't disappointed. Yeah. I think Lily Sullivan as Beth is probably one of the more forgettable protagonists in the Evil yes. Dead franchise. I mean, you've got Ash, you got Mia, and then you got Lily Sullivan's Beth, which unfortunately I think she does draw the short straw. Is it Mia or is it Mia's brother? Like for most of the movie. Uh I mean, I think at the end Mia does yeah, become at the end she yeah. becomes yeah. the final yeah. girl or whatever when she's like. Had the evil purge. Is she the protagonist for the whole movie? I wouldn't say. No. No. I wouldn't say she, so, yeah. No, yeah. Because she becomes possessed and then exercised of that. And then she becomes the final girl, right? So, like, yeah, maybe it is the brother for part of it. And then it switches over to her. Right, yeah. She, which is, like, also kind of different, right? It's cool. It's yeah. not what you're expecting. Yeah, she goes from being yeah. the villain to being the protagonist. Protagonist to villain to protagonist. Yeah. I don't really remember anything about the brother. You know what I mean? But I think Lily Sullivan won me over in the end, just mm-hmm. with the garage sequence, the even little shining elevator homage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes yeah. the whole urban milieu worth it. A little shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of have to disagree, though, Jeff. Like, I think by that point, I was kind of lost on this character. I just wasn't invested in this character. So, like, I didn't feel much when, like, you know, she got the chainsaw and she was able to, like, finally kill this deadite. But not really, because... That's the whole point of the beginning of this movie, knowing that we were one day in the future when we saw the opening. So this ending doesn't really do much for me. Or like the final battle doesn't really do much for me. I'm an easy target for this stuff. I eat that shit up. (laughs) Yeah, cheap date. Yeah, cheap Cheap date. (laughs) Get me Voltron, Deadites, having (laughs) Beth spew out some Ash catchphrases, you know, cocking the shotgun, being like, come get some. That shit all works for me. Getting the chainsaw, kicking... Ellie into the uh, wood chipper. All that stuff works for me. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it worked. I had a good time. Is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up? I mean, if you like horror, if you like comedy, if you, especially if you like the combination, go see all these movies. Go watch the old ones, too. Like, they're all worth it. Yeah. This movie's doing well, too. Already uh, made back its budget and then some at the box office. That's great. Maybe we'll see a little sequel. They already said they want to work on another one. I don't know if Lee Cronin's involved. But... So this is the thing. They seem to jump from creative team to creative team, from cast to cast, except for those first three original ones. They don't seem to be able to stick with a cast for any of these reboots. What's going on with that? Do they not want to? Like, I want to ask then, just so that this is for my own knowledge, do the first three like connect? Are they actually like a continuation of a story? Yes, well, at least okay. two into Army of Darkness, where one and two, it's like a requel, right? Yeah, like you guys said. Okay. Two is just like, okay, I want to do one, but proper with the budget, and then tell a story that continues from the recap of the first 20 minutes of this one, right? So mm-hmm. that's what they do. So two goes into Army of Darkness pretty well, and then all three of them star Bruce Campbell as Ash. But I kind of like this new direction that we're going, where... Starting from 2013, the reboot, you got Fede Alvarez, now you got Lee Cronin. Maybe do someone different for the next one. So this movie cost, I think, between 15 and $20 million. It's already done almost 50 at the nice. box office. Dude, this was originally supposed to be HBO Max only. Can you imagine wow, what a mistake that would have been? Wow, what a disaster that would have been. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that communal experience in the theater 
watching this is just like nothing else, especially horror movies. I think people are really realizing that horror movies are doing well. So why do you think this did well? Does Evil Dead have to still have that much cultural cachet 10 years after the last one? You know, 40 years after the very first one or whatever? Is it just people just still love this franchise? What gave it the success, do you think? I think people just in general like showing up for horror movies these days. And also, Evil Dead is known as like a franchise with no bad movies in it. And I think people were really expecting this one to be good, too. Just from like the trailers and everything, because I think people were really hyped on the trailer when it first came out. Because when it first announced, it was like, oh, this is going to be streaming only. And then you watch the trailer, it's like, hey, this looks pretty fucking good, you know? So I think people were hyped to go see it. The marketing was on point. I think they spent a lot of marketing on it. I saw ads on TikTok, on YouTube. It played in front of like all the horror and horror-adjacent movies I went to. I guess to ask, Jeff, you're maybe not implying, but you're saying that you'd like to see it maybe move on to a different creative team and like, in a sense, reboot it again. But I don't know. I feel like this movie lends itself to maybe more within this universe. Mm. Because, I mean, we do have this deadite that travels on and like we saw the massacre that happens in the cabin and nothing stops it. So technically in this world, there is this deadite that needs to be killed. So I don't know. It felt like it was trying to lead into another entry into this particular Evil Dead series. Yeah. I think what everyone wants is for all the protagonists to get together. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Campbell's Ash, Jane Levy's Mia, and Lily Sullivan's Beth to come together. Two of them have missing arms, you know? <laughs> yeah. Attach some chainsaws to Yeah, attach some chainsaws to <laughs> So I think that's what people want, like the big crossover. So maybe that's next. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they go to hell and kill some deadites there. I don't know. <laughs> I think if they do that, they should bring Sam Raimi back. Mm. Having these two as a departure from his style is nice, and I like them both. I don't know. I need another Drag Me to Hell. I need another Sam Raimi horror movie to give me that fixed. Yeah, I'd really appreciate a return to the Raimi style. He's yeah. still around. He can still direct. Let the original master have a, another crack at it. It's not a knock on Fetty Alvarez or Lee Cronin at all. I think they both did tremendous jobs here. Yeah, I mean, this movie looks great. Yeah. All the makeup yeah. effects. A lot of it was practical. Split diopter shots. Come on, man. Great stuff there. I would say the only issue I had was I think the movie gets a little dark at the end to like cover up the transformation of this you're calling Voltron Jedi. Voltron Jedi. I feel like it was trying not to like show as much details. You know what I mean? Like it was a little obscure when sometimes you're like trying to see the details of this Deadite. And then I think that's by design where, you know, maybe it's budgetary. That's Uh, what I think. I don't think you can do that without CGI. Yeah. So I think it's pretty clever that they, you know, only gave us fleeting glimpses of what mm-hmm. this massive deadite looked like. So in the end, it's like the kids and Ellie, they get together with like the dead bodies in the hallway and they like plunge their hands and feet into like each other's torsos and it becomes like this giant deadite. It's really fucking cool. I think what your imagination can picture is probably worse than, you know, whatever they could do with CGI, I think. Just imagining this thing, you know? I always like it when horror movies leave more to the imagination. I know you're not as high on this movie as we are, but... Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta get in the mindset. Maybe I do. And maybe I gotta watch these other ones, too. Watch the other ones. I'd be curious what you think. I mean, I was gonna say, like, I think, ultimately, I don't know if this franchise is for me. I know, like, the other three, you know, the Sam Raimi ones are, like, 
different. They're a different tone. They're different movies. Maybe I'm judging too harshly based on like the two movies I've seen, but not to say that I didn't like the 2013 one. I did. But I don't know if it really made me like want to go watch more Evil Dead movies, per se. Or if it made you want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that 2013 one is pretty gnarly. So, yeah. So people always ask me, like, what's the goriest movie I've ever seen? Maybe the 2013 Evil Dead. I don't know. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty intense, gory. Yeah. yeah. When you see, like, tendons tearing, that's yeah. when it gets that real. That's a little hard for me. Uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up? or No, I think that's it. I mean, if that's it, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Uh, Jeff, where can people find more of your work? You can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com, and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at strangeharbors. What about you guys? Uh, you can find me practicing my evil laugh. <laughs> How about you, Derek? <laughs> you can find me at The World's Okayest Photos. I don't even check that other one anymore. I don't really keep up with it, so I probably keep up with this one more. So yeah, The World's Okayest Photos is Instagram. But if you liked this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the other popular apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do us a favor and give us a great rating. It really helps to get our show out to more people. Yeah, if any of you questions, comments, suggestions on our episode on Evil Dead Rise, feel free to shoot us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. We like getting listener mail. Sometimes we read it on the pod. So feel free to do that, and we will see you guys next week. See you next week, everybody. See you guys then.